Do you have a property that is in rough condition, has tenant issues, or a project that never got finished? Then you need to contact Homelink Properties. This Springfield, Missouri-based company will give you a fair cash offer on your property, completely as is, the same day you reach out. If you're an investor, Homelink Properties can also put your house in front of hundreds of cash buyers so that you too can quickly sell your property. Give them a call today, 417-295-0723. Titan Title and Closing of Missouri is ranked as Missouri's top title company for real estate investor transactions. Titan is your local title and investor-friendly experts. Whether you're seeking wholesale or assignments, subject tos, Titan can help you with your transactions. Sam and her team have made it their passion and drive to give investors a learning opportunity to expand their knowledge in order to grow and succeed in their ventures. I personally use them. They're fantastic. Give the experts a call today. 417-882-2100. Hey, Growth Circle listeners, what are you currently doing to generate more leads, sales, and exposure for your business? Hopefully it is digital marketing. If you haven't got started in the digital world, check out our friends at Primate Digital. They offer everything you need to get your business to thrive online, from web development and online advertising to social media management and filming. They work closely with you to understand your unique goals and create a custom plan that will help you achieve them. And to all of our Growth Circle listeners, they are giving $100 off for the first three months. So just go to primate, P-R-I-M-A-T-E dash digital dot com forward slash growth and schedule a free consultation to get started. I personally use them. They're fantastic. Primate Digital. We talk a lot about building wealth using real estate, and that includes having the right mortgage. Tatiana with Movement Mortgage is a local lender who is experienced in new construction, investment properties, and primary home needs as well. With the expedited underwriting of Movement Mortgage and Tatiana's experience, you can be approved in as little as 10 days. Call or email her for your mortgage needs. Welcome to the Growth Circle Podcast, discussing topics of personal growth, gathering stories of individuals embarked on the path to success, and most importantly, providing a platform for individuals that want to learn and grow. And now, here are your hosts, Jake Ingledew and John Mitchell. All right, guys, we've got our final guest on. Woo! The myth, the man, the freaking legend. Uh, I'm not going to say his name yet. He's the uh, co-host of the Bigger Pockets Money podcast. That's right. He's the host of The War Room. Is that what we would call it? The host of The, <laughs> the War Room? Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Dave Perret. A.K.A. Mr. B.T.E. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. This is what we've been doing. You, we've been, uh, there's, we've kind of hyped you up because a lot of people have talked about you and how you, you're the person that's kind of helped got them started or got them really to grow in real estate investing. Uh, so tell us uh, 
a little bit about yourself, why you're here, why you got invited to Mistlemania, and then how you got invited to Mistlemania. Nothing about podcasting. You're supposed to set the bar real low so that I look good. I'm a now. I'm I'm a hype man. I gotta. I I gotta live up to some bullshit now. So um, I guess I should have asked if this show was explicit or not before Uh, I start swearing. Nope, not really. We've had a few words dropped, but that's about it. All right. All right. So there, I feel like there was a question be yourself, there when yeah. I got distracted. What was the question? Uh, how did you get invited to Mistlemania? What's your kind of your expertise of why you're here? And uh, we'll kind of just start asking questions. Yeah. Uh, Dean, who I had no idea who he was like a year ago, reached out on Instagram and was basically like, hey, if I get a bunch of real estate people to come to Breckenridge and ski and snowboard and I pay for the Airbnb, will you come? And I was like, that sounds cool. I haven't been skiing or snowboarding in a long time. Who's coming? He's like, I don't know. I'm just reaching out to Instagram people I follow. And I'm like, okay. And they happen to be, a lot of them happen to be friends. Um, and I, I just figured that was a really cool way to reach out. I didn't know the guy. I didn't know anything. I just was like, eh, yeah, we'll go on a trip and talk real estate. And so I guess my invite is solely because I was there. And so when we all, the whole group got together to do another one, it was like, I guess we'll take him too. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the war room and what the war room is. I know there's a, you've got quite a following there. Um, a lot of people, even that we've already ha- interviewed on the podcast has uh, talked very highly of the war room and how being part of that group has helped them get jump started into real estate and has kind of propelled them into the success that they're having right now. Yeah. So the, the real estate war room mastermind is, I mean, it's, it's basically that, right? It's, it's a community of, uh, all service members and vets. That's pretty much the only requirement be a service member or a veteran and not a douchebag. Uh, you know, not someone who's money driven and whatever. And, uh, it's a community people come into, they pay, you know, a monthly fee really just because I've been a part of free masterminds. They always fall apart because there's no skin in the game. So we put a price tag on it. Super reasonable price tag. In fact, members are always telling me to raise the price so that they get better people in. And I'm like, or, you know, like they want, they're like, well, we want fewer in quality. And I'm like, I don't want to charge that much. But yeah. uh, anyway, so um, <clears throat> we did double the prices to a whopping $100 a month. But basically it's a community of 170 right now and growing service members and vets who are serious about real estate. And, you know, we did a poll in the group not too long ago. And I mean, it's kind of crazy, like looking at it, I'm like 20% of the people who filled out this poll said that they were under a million dollar net worth and now they're over a million dollar net worth and you know 20 you know 20 percent or 22 percent or something like that had gone from the box of like one to five deals to the 25 and plus deals or you know and and more importantly like the comments and stuff they're like the network the the you know financial freedom like it's kind of cool to see some of the results like the their people in the group are partnering on stuff that we never thought and uh I don't know. The group blows me away. What what brought about the war room? Like, why did you start it? What was the motivation behind it? Yeah, you know, I'd been in a bunch of masterminds, and they'd been huge for me. So, I'd, and I'd been in a few free ones, and they always seemed to fall apart. And I'd been in a few paid ones, and they did really well. But there always seemed to be something missing. And you know, not to say that I know what that answer was, but to me, it seemed like okay, well, these mastermind groups are here, and there is a community, but like you get into a mastermind group and let's say there's a hundred people and you might get really close with like five or 10 that you connect with. And maybe if you go to an event with that mastermind, you'll get close to those people. But if you just stay on the zoom calls and stuff, like you don't really have a connection to anybody else unless you have like a need or a something you can learn from them or they can learn from you or, you know, for that actual connection. And my thought was, well, if we do just service members and vets, there's like 
there's a bond there, there's a community, there's people who you're already on the same wavelength, so the connection, the community will be better. Uh, and so far, I mean, it seemed very true. Like I've hung out with a lot of people in the war room in person over the last two years, and they've always been great experiences. We've always gotten along, things have always been good. I mean, you know, that's that was kind of the hope was like, hey, we'll we'll fix the community problem, so to speak, to make the mastermind group even better. And it seems to seems to have done that. That's awesome. You really seem to because like. If people, especially first impressions of you, you know, you're a Marine veteran, you know, you got this kind of this hard outer shell, right? But it seems like there's, there's an uh, underlying theme of you really wanting to help. What I was saying is that you, you kind of got this harder outer shell, uh, that at least persona that you put off, but I think that you actually have a deep care for other people and you're trying to create a community of people getting together so that you can add value to them so that they, it can bless their lives. Um, and I just kind of noticed that and I appreciate that about you. And that's, I, it seems like the war room is all about is creating that community, um, and adding that value and blessing the lives of others, which is interesting because it's kind of a common theme with a lot of these guys we've had on to uh during the during the missile mania uh that everybody wants to not only learn and grow but they want to contribute and help others yeah. even get to where at least they're at well even in the caliber of people when we upstairs talking albert you know the axe man <laughs> he was just saying to be at a place where there's a lot of people doing a lot of big things but there's no ego everyone's like here to actually share or give information or like honestly learn from each other and everyone kind of feels like the small fish even though everyone's doing pretty freaking awesome stuff and wearing a missile silo in the middle of nowhere pretty exclusive event but you don't feel a sense of ego at all from anyone yeah so and this is and this is where i wanted to segue which unfortunately we lost the first part of our recording but <laughs> is that i want you to talk yourself up because like here we are just hanging out shorts chilling uh you're kind of a high caliber person you're pretty well known especially in the real estate community you're the host of the bigger pockets money podcast you've had robert kiyosaki on your personal podcast you've had grant cardone um but yet you're just chill you're open to like hey i'll help you out how can i help you out um talk yourself up sell yourself a little bit tell some of the experiences you've had yeah i'm so glad that like you guys can't tell that i know i'm better than you you know, it's funny because I was a cocky prick in high school, so I spent a long time trying to get past, like, and I think part of that's because I was homeschooled, so I felt like I had something to prove, so I'd be this arrogant dude to, like, oh, yeah, look at all, the, you know, to try mm -hmm. to whatever. I spent a long time both getting, you know, that beat out of me in the Marine Corps and trying to realize, like, that doesn't serve anything. Uh, it's almost led, you know, it's kind of funny because it's gone so far to the other side that it's like imposter syndrome comes up, and I'm like, I, I get the, like, oh, well, you know, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, we've done some cool stuff. I've got, I don't know, if we look at everything, I'm sure it's around a thousand doors, a hundred that I would consider myself an actual owner, operator, manager of, um, and then another, you know, eight or nine hundred that are either GP deals with very minimal uh, equity percentage, ownership percentage, or. Uh, but then we've got, you know, the mastermind group, and I've got uh, this referral gig where I. You know, basically, I just realized I was making a ton of introductions to people for real estate agents and VA lenders who actually understand how to use the product and won't tell you that it's a bum loan because they're idiots. Um, and I started, I realized if I got licensed, I could get a piece of the commission for the uh, introductions. And that's become a, I mean, that was a six-figure business last year. Wow, um, that's awesome. Papa so it's kind of, got his fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. You know, I'm making more money gross than I've ever made in my life. Uh, you know, I mean, we've consistently been having twenty, thirty thousand dollar months this year. Uh, had a ninety thousand dollar month, oh, which incredible. was nuts. But that's then, it's, awesome. but, but the thing is, like, you see that and you're like, oh my gosh! But like, 
the net on that is, I mean, it's like that was Six 90 grand. grand. It's like 900 bucks. 90 <laughs> grand. Yeah. You know, that's refis and things going through. Like how much of that do you yeah. have to keep? And then you're rolling yeah. in the next project. So it's like, you look at the bank account and it's, I probably like the, probably hold the record in this group for the most fluctuation of like the bank account says this <laughs> and now it says this and it'll come back to this. And now it, you know, it's a very, uh, and it's I work with one of your business partners who often use a signal to highlight the roller coaster ride. Word <laughs> 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 the bank account to a credit card. Uh, oh, we're broke as heck. How do you how do you handle some of the stress with all the stuff that you're going on? Because you're it sounds like you're moving a lot of money, uh, constantly money's changing hands and, and going from one place to another place. How, how do you keep up with all of that? Uh not as well as I should. And so, uh, you know, the biggest stress for me is, has been partnerships or, or uh, relationships amongst, right? Like, so a lot of my stressors over the last couple of years have, have been things that have related in either legal battle, uh, one legal battle, or mm-hmm. uh, having to do like cease and desist and demand letters and things to try to... You know, what I've kind of realized, I think, is that because I'm this... I'm a little too nice at times. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've noticed that people have kind of wanted to try to grab onto the coattails and let me drag them along. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And at first I thought that was like, oh, people believing in me. And now, you know, like it helped me get past the imposter syndrome. But now that I'm kind of past that and I'm able to start looking back, I'm realizing like well, we've got these three renovation projects. And by the time they're all sold, I might break even on my wholesaling company this year. And the guy who was working for me, who took half my team when he left. Mutiny at its finest. Yeah, mutiny at its finest, I suppose. He, I mean, he would have made, or probably by the time this is done, will make, you know, 100 grand over the last year. And I'll be lucky if I break even on everything. And not necessarily, like, because of that person, but they just weren't good at their numbers. Like, we've, in the six renovations we took down ourselves, five of them are more than $20,000 over budget. Well, mm-hmm. I'm coming out of pocket for that. So until they all close, all that money's still out in the world. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, so like trying to manage it, like what I'm realizing is like, I could have my hands in a hundred things, but if I'm not controlling those hundred things, then I either need a, I either want a extremely small equity percentage, so I have no responsibility obligation mm-hmm. and I don't have to be on calls or anything, or I'm not in it. Like I, I don't want to be, dragged along in something where I'm a 30% or 50% partner and I have to be at the beck and call of someone else's stress and drama. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I'm really trying to kind of pull back on all that. And so I'm cutting out some things that are profitable in the name of sanity and trying to really just (laughs) try to just really focus on the things that I enjoy that make money. So it's kind of weird trying to figure out the vision going forward because like I never expected this thing to blow up as big as it did. And now I'm like, people are like, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, dude, I didn't even think I'd be here yeah. in like five years and it hasn't been five years yet. Yeah. It's been like two or three. So like, yeah. I don't know where I'm going to be in five years. Yeah. So you're kind of in a phase where you're kind of re reflecting and kind of like going, yeah. what's well, next? Yeah, Which parts do I like? Strategic, yeah. Where are you going to put your focus and your time that yeah. makes the most impact? And Dave, you're a busy guy. You have a lot going on, but if you meet Dave, it's almost like he's, he's at the so beach. so chill. <laughs> he's like, Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. And you would never know because you, you really carry your stress well and like however you're juggling it or managing it it's it's pretty uh commendable yeah and now a word from our sponsors jack daniels (laughs) (laughs) definitely not (laughs) what do you feel is like your greatest strength um and expertise in the game of you know business or real estate 
But it's a blessing and a curse, right? So we, if you're familiar with the disc profile, or are you guys at least somewhat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am a 99i and like a 70d. So I'm a, I'm a driver and I'm a whatever, but I am a you're, like through and through. I'm the same thing. People like so I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, I mean, I. I relate well. I understand people. I, I, but it's a crutch because it means I want everyone to like me. So I'll, yeah. you know, there's, there's definitely downsides and I struggle with like disapproval and whatever, but I think it's that, I think it's that I've been able to like, I'm pretty good at networking. I think we were joking about it last night. Like I've kind of laid off it. Like I haven't been like trying to hunt people down to grow my network. Cause I feel like my network's decent. Like, you know, I mean, not to, well, you're telling me to brag on myself more often, but like <laughs> I could go to my phone and I could text Brandon Turner or Jay Scott or, you know, email Robert Kiyosaki. Like I would get a response. Yeah. I'm, I'm confident. I've never asked any of those people for anything really, which is probably why they would respond. But, you know, it's the network's there. Yeah. Um, and I think if I was to really try to focus on it, I could, there's probably not anybody that I couldn't get a, get an introduction to. And, and that in itself, Dave, like is a superpower. Not a lot of people have one the capability, or the know-how, the know-how or the gift, um, in in the sense and how to use that appropriately. You don't abuse those relationships. That's why you have them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to lean into being a connector. If you've ever read The Go Giver, he talks about being a connector. Yep. And yeah. I'm really trying to lean into that. Like I, I I said it on my office hours call this week actually because someone brought it up because uh, you know part of that networking piece is like the content marketing, the strategy, and the evergreen, and finding out how to get people to come to you, but what I'm really wanting to lean into more is the connecting thing because what people think of is like, okay, well, if you need an introduction to a lender and I know a great lender and I introduce you to a lender, well, I solved your problem. Yeah. That's great. But I also made a point to reach out to that lender and say, Hey, I just wanted you to know, like, it's a great way to stay in touch with people. So it's a way in like for a while I thought like, Oh, well I'm, I'm bringing him a little business so he should be, but now I'm realizing like, you know, even if it's, there's no monetary gain for the other person, if I send a text or an email, and I'm like, hey, Vince, you are like my buddy John was asking about this. Immediately, I thought of you because you're the single best person to ask about this question. Mm-hmm. Hope you could help. Like, well, OK, yeah, I'm asking him for something, but he's going to feel like, oh, wow, Dave was thinking about me. And me, he thinks yeah, I'm an exactly. expert in this. Yeah, like, so it's still building that relationship. And so I'm trying to lean into that. I yeah. Think, like the yeah. connector thing, like, you know, so I actually I. I was like two months ago I posted in my Facebook group I was trying to have fun with it ironically it went so well that Facebook shut the comments off because the post got too much engagement but I posted and I was like I want to flex my connector muscle tell me what you need in the comments and I'll hook you up with someone and I was just trying to go through and like uh-huh. and it was really fun for me I'm like oh this yeah. is cool so like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to lean into that because I enjoy that I think that's a good idea I, I would like to ask you because I'm, I'm thinking because just I definitely think you have a strength in networking and making those connections um, just from what I've seen for sure if you were to give any advice to somebody about networking, what would be like your advice to like be able to build those relationships and uh, and to network with people? And I think I already know the answer, but I'm just I would like other people to hear it. I mean, there's a lot of answers. First, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the 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 warning label here because I know what's about to happen when people listen to this podcast. Uh, if you reach out to me and you ask an in, for an introduction to Brandon Turner or Robert <laughs> right. Kiyosaki, <laughs> you need to give me the proposition of what value they are going to receive from that introduction because I am not going to waste an introduction on something that will not be valuable. So I think that's another side yeah. of the connection. Because your reputation's also it's, on the line too. Yeah, I'm not going to connect you unless I know that it's worth the other person's 
time, right? Yeah. Like, because if everybody who asked me for Brandon Turner's phone number, you know, no way. Um, you know, there's a couple things. I think the main one is when you approach them, you don't put them on a pedestal. Yeah. You know, you just, they're a normal person. So, like, I have this fairly decent relationship with Brandon because I met him in Oahu. And when I met him, he was looking for a house. I actually, at one point, his car was in my garage for, like, four months while he was looking for a house. On, he was back on the mainland, like, just trying to add value. But I asked him one point, like, why, you know, what was it, like, I was a novice. Like, what was it about me that allowed me to kind of get into your circle? And he was like, well, one, you're genuine. Like, you you didn't treat me like this, you know, it was just a normal conversation. Yep. You were genuine. He goes, but the other one, and I don't actually remember if it was him who said this or my buddy Doug, who was good friends with him, and pointed it out to me. But it was like, when I met him, I didn't, like, ask him for things. And that was intentional. But yeah. he gave me a piece of advice. It was about starting a blog. And I took that and I ran with it. And then the next time, like eight months, nine months, ten months later, we bumped into each other and he gave me some feedback on something and I took it and I ran with it. And so what he saw was that here's this guy who doesn't really ask me for anything, but if I give him some feedback, he'll do it. Yeah. And that's, I think, the piece. Because I get reached out to all the time. People are like, oh, hey, I'd love this. You know, and a lot of times it's like, I haven't actually looked at any of your content, which answers my question, but I want to ask you anyway. But then it's like, okay, you give him some feedback and they don't try it, and then they come back, and you're like, dude, like you're, you're yeah. kicking the can, right? So don't waste their time. So treat them like a normal person, and absolutely just understand that they are extremely busy, that's why they're successful, like mm -hmm. they, they are successful, therefore they're busy, don't waste their time. Yeah. And I don't mean that like, just be a, you know, oh, we're gonna talk for 40 minutes. I mean like, don't, re don't make the reach if you don't have something to provide. Like, at this point in my life, if people reach out to me about an mm -hmm. opportunity, my immediate response is almost like, you need to articulate to me how I'm going to get an extreme amount of value out of this proposition yep. before we even jump on a Zoom call because I'm not giving you access to my audience because that's yeah. what everyone wants. Yeah, yeah. Well, and one thing, like you were saying, I mean, Dave, you provide a lot of content, just free information all over this. And I don't know when we got caught up on the, the previous podcast, but one thing that Dave doesn't promote very well is his book. The name of that book is? The No BS Guide to Military Life. And on top of that, the war room, the Facebook group, and you're giving all this information, but people will still walk up to you with novice questions, is what I call them, without, one, without taking the time to educate themselves with everything you're just giving them. Before, If I ever approached someone like Dave, if I didn't know Dave, right? yeah. we weren't on a beach, and I this wasn't is a good, I know bro, exactly where you're going with this. This is a great point. I would be like, I'm incredibly impressed with what this person doing. I would research who they were. I would spend time to read some of their content go through some of their threads, read, if it was the book, if it was the blog, whatever it was, and I'd say, I applied some of this, this, and this, and what you were saying was like extremely impactful or valuable, but I'm stuck here. Where, where do I go? Can I have two minutes of your time? Because yeah. I, I wanna know how to get to where I, what's next, right? And, and people don't do that enough. They just wanna connect with big hitters yep. and be like, hey, look at me, I have a question for you. And it's like a question that you would ask someone that you met on the, Syria, yeah. Syria yeah. would be able to give you the answer in yeah. 100%. Yeah. When they ask you about VA stuff, you're like, I kind of wrote a book about VA loans, so maybe just go read that. Yeah. You keep repeating yourself over and over. That's, right. that, and what's funny about that, because even me, I'm on a very small scale, right? And I have people that knew me from you know past life or, or whatever. They'll reach out to me and be like, hey, man, can you teach me about this? I'm like, sure, check out my podcast. I have an episode on that. Like, I just don't want to waste my time to, to share it when I've already shared it. Um, well, half of my content is created reverse engineer. So like when people yeah. ask me, there was a, a, a perfect example in 2020, 
I had three people in the same day ask me if they should refinance their house. Oh, and I was content. like, I need to make a video about this. And then from then on, for the next couple months, while everybody was curious about whether or not they should actually do a refi and blah, 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 I was like, go check out this video. And, yep. you know, like that's, I made the video so that I could answer your question with eight to 10 minutes of detail that actually answers it rather than just saying it's probably a good idea. But it leverages your time. It really, I mean, it leverages and yeah. or it magnifies your time because you're just like, boom, here you go. And, Cause you're, it sounds like the, this is the common theme. You're the resource man, right? Like just boom, here it is. Boom, yeah. here it is. Oh, here's these people. Boom. But I'm not going to waste my time and my breath when it's already out there. Well, it, you're going to see if they're serious or not. And since you are a connector, I think people better get serious before they reach out to you in any way if they're looking to be in your circle or connect with someone bigger yeah. In, yeah. in your circle as well. Yeah. So. Part of being a connector is being a gatekeeper, right? But yeah, I mean, yeah. to your point, if someone has gone through some of my content and has a specific question and they reach out, I like those deep or detailed, like specific, like, mm -hmm. oh, hey, here's a problem we can solve questions. Uh, where there's been some thought and you hit a roadblock, like yeah. I'm all about that. But if someone just reaches out and they're like, hey, can I pick your brain? At this point, my first question is, have you read my book yet? And if the answer is no, then like, no, yeah. you can't it's pick my brain. It's a good filter. Like, it is, it, it like, is. Yeah, because because the, book will re, the book will answer 80% of what you're probably gonna ask, mm -hmm. but it'll also get you, like you'll know me. Yeah, you'll, you'll know get into the insight. I think, yeah. You'll know like whatever. Yeah. And then I'll know you're serious because you're actually trying to learn something from me rather than just being like, oh, hopefully this guy gives me all his goodies for free. and. You know, well, okay, I would love to do that, but I won't get any work done if yeah. I do that. Well, in the world we live in today, being a connector or having a, a Rolodex of high-value people, that list is sacred. Those relationships, in my opinion, are sacred. And like you said, unless I know that someone is going to provide immense value to the person that they're trying to get to, there's no way in hell I'm making that connection. And, yeah. and I may not get anything out of the connection because, like you, I'm a giver. I'm a connector, and I just feed off that. But I am so worried that that person won't pick up my call. And the next time I'm like, hey, I want to connect you with someone like the, uh, the banker that we both use and we love, right? Ryan at Old Missouri. I won't put someone in a room with Ryan unless I know there's going to be a long lasting built up relationship uh, on both sides. Yep. And that I'm not wasting Ryan's time. He's the president of the bank. And the last thing I want to do is get someone in his office and Ryan's like, why the hell did you just introduce him to one of my loan guys out there. Yeah. Yeah, what I, don't, I don't want to lose the aspect that I can literally just walk into his office. Yeah. Like, What's yeah. up? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and ice Jessica, the VP. <laughs> you know what I love about a podcast is like selfishly, I get to learn a lot without having to be the guys, you know, seeking out or whatever. Yeah. But I want to ask advice for myself for a second okay. here. Cause I'm going to put myself in a scenario. Have you read my book yet? <laughs> that's you know, that's <laughs> like, <laughs> go read my book <laughs> so i have i have uh, looked into some of your content um watched uh, some of your videos on youtube um so i've done a little bit a little bit of research not a lot uh, i've learned more about you probably from missile mania than anything but if you're someone like me and i'm like man there's a lot i could pick your brain about about like business real estate and stuff but really I don't care that much about that stuff. I want to connect with you on a deeper level and understand the way your mind works. How would somebody like me go about reaching out with you? Because it's a different conversation because I'm not trying to get information from you that's going to, you know, well, I mean, it well, could, it will bless my mind. That, you're just, that's the best way to network. Yeah. The best, the best way to find a mentor is to foster a relationship. Right. And I tell people that all the time. Like you, you, if you want a mentor, you've got like essentially three options. You pay to play, which mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of. Like, hey, if I can just throw some money at this and get time with that person where they're going to stop everything to focus on me, mm -hmm. 
that's really well, and it shows good. you're serious too. Well, yeah, yeah, it shows you're serious, but like that's gonna be the best val- like the most focused time you get with them because they're gonna be like, wow, this guy paid me an exorbitant amount of money to spend time with me. I better make this worthwhile. Uh, the other is like through building a relationship, and then the mentorship just happens naturally. That's kind of like Brandon and I. So mm-hmm. like the paid is like GoBundance. I pay for GoBundance. The uh, like Brandon and I is kind of like the other one where it's like we basically foster this relationship. I don't know that I've ever physically like stopped and asked him for help with anything. I've asked right. him his thoughts on things and yeah. we've had a lot of conversations. He's given me a ton of advice, but it's like, you know, it's a, re- it's a relationship that sometimes there's other pieces to that. Um, and then the last option is basically like you can run around and say, I want a mentor and hope that somebody is willing to, to just mentor, give you yeah. all the cookies. But like the problem is that that person's probably not who you want mentoring you like that because if they were that successful and that far along, like think about, you know, uh, I will just say Donald Trump because he's a billionaire real estate guy. Like he's not going to have time to talk to you on, at a coffee shop. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's too busy because he's too successful doing it. So the person who's got all the time in the world to stop and mentor you without getting anything out of it either has a relationship with you uh-huh. or mm-hmm. is sees something. Probably, in you. Maybe it yeah, could be it maybe, too. Maybe, maybe that, you know, they might be in that get back yeah. phase, but like yeah. the odds are that it's, it's not yeah. someone that you want as like, I don't know. So well, and but how would you approach? I mean, for us, it's easy. Yeah, we live in the same town. You, we find some ways to hang out and do things, and it. You know the same. We focus on actually. (laughs) Yeah, you actually show up on Tuesdays when we all hang out and drink beer and sit in the hot tub. I get it, Dave. I get it. Well, I I think I I was thinking I was asking because I think uh, I don't know why I asked. I think because I think a little bit differently than most people. I'm not trying to get the information that's going to get me wealthy even though in a roundabout way, I guess it could be because it's the mindset, but I'm just so curious about how people's minds work and I want to connect to them on a deeper level that I don't care about the other stuff, but sometimes I have to bring up the other stuff to have the to connection get the to get to the deeper, yeah. the deeper part. Yeah. I think finding a way to get around them. In person. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. Know, even if it means paying for an event and paying the VIP to be up yeah. front or whatever, yeah. that's probably the best way. All right. I guess I'll have to pay for your next event then. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get the VIP access? For you? I've been lotioning up my yeah. hands. We love you a long time. <laughs> well, and I have a question, Dave, as we kind of wrap things up. It's if you could do anything from this point, cause you've done a lot and you've served a lot of communities, you've built cool projects. What would you like to focus your time on? What, what do you want to do? I want to help service members and vets learn how to achieve financial freedom. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a whole lot of ways you could expound upon that, but I want to mm-hmm. teach dudes, chicks, whatever, like, yo, life's not too shabby on the other side. Here's how you get there. Right. I actually have a follow-up question with that. How can we help you do that? I mean, I think this is good, right? It's just exposure. It's yeah. just getting out there, word of mouth, right? Like, I'm not, I don't run a ton of, I don't really run ads. I don't really, yeah. like, push, you know, basically my outreach is people talking to other people and being on podcasts, so... You know, this is a podcast and, you know, I know both of you guys are, when you run into military people, aren't going to be like that fucking Dave guy's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do. <laughs> well, we do yeah. We. <laughs> yeah, okay. With a loving connotation. No, 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 that's Marty, sorry. <laughs> oh, 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 other guy, other guy. <laughs> Marty. Marty. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. At some point, I would love to uh, get on a deeper level with you and have a more in-depth conversation oh, for sure yeah. that maybe we can add value to other people um but for the missile mania event the nukem round this was good enough so thanks for coming on dude appreciate it this was awesome thanks yeah. for gracing us with uh, your presence yeah <laughs> we're, we're kissing thanks his for, we're kissing his feet right now it's been good thanks for having me thank you for listening to the growth circle podcast 
Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, connect with Jake and John on Instagram at Jake Engledew and at John underscore the underscore builder. Until next time.